ensuring that your customers are getting an avatar when they're engaging, uh, when they're calling in and talking about all sorts of issues, whether it be password resets, or whether it be about lost orders, or whether it be about deliveries that uh, were made late, or where are we in the system when, when a delivery is taking place, or anything. Amelia is able to answer those questions in a very intelligent way. On today's episode of Tech Talks, we're talking to Faisal Abbasi, the MD of IPsoft for the UK and Ireland, and we're talking to him all about Amelia. This is Tech Talks. It's your twice-weekly technology podcast with myself, David Savage, where we interview leaders from across the industry and bring you a bit of tech news. It's Friday. It's the end of the week. Well, it's not Friday. It's Thursday when we're recording, but we can pretend it's Friday, Akish. How are you? Yeah, very good. Very good. Thursday is a new Friday and all that. Uh, yeah, I was I was having a chat. I'll be perfectly honest, mate. I was having a chat yesterday with someone where I was like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm on it. Mm. Definitely on it. Mm. Thursday, Friday, mm. I have to put a lot of meetings in my diary on Thursday because otherwise I'm a little bit concerned that my productivity falls off a cliff a little bit. Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of, there's a definite kind of end of a week. And then not at the same time because the weekend is so bizarre. Yeah, but there's always that peak at the start of um, yeah, yeah, at the start of the week, and you're like, right, you know, let's have it. You've got a range of things to know about you, but Sunday evening, sometimes I sit there and make a bit of a to-do list over the week, and you know, certain things I need to tick off, blah blah blah. And then about Wednesday, Thursday, it's just. But at the same time, Sunday evening's completely different because you've not had that. Oh, I've had two days at home, and oh, I've got to get back on the train and go into the office thing. Mm, yeah. That's true. But also Sunday evening is still like, well, I should probably have an early night, probably put this bottle of wine that I'm contemplating having, you know, probably leave it to, to the following weekend or leave it for a Thursday evening. <laughs> because uh, Thursday's a new Friday. Because Thursday's a new Friday. Yeah, exactly. And also gives you a little pick me up before, before the Friday. But yeah, it's, um, it, it's, it's, yeah, just regimented lifestyle, isn't it, Ben? or not regimented if you're worried about the wine on a thursday night you know what you could do you could you could ask amelia to make you a manhattan or not make you a manhattan that that would be actually a step beyond what this technology can do right now but could ask amelia how to make a manhattan that is very true that is yeah so Today's interview is with Faisal Abassi. He's the MD of IPsoft for UK and Ireland. We are going to be talking all about Amelia and other bits and pieces. We'll hand over to the interview so you know what the hell we're going on about rather than being cryptic. And then we'll come back with some commentary afterwards. On today's show, we're joined by Faisal Abassi, uh, the Managing Director uh, for IPsoft UK and Ireland. Thank you for taking some time to join us on the show this morning. Pleasure being here, David. How are you this morning? Uh, End, end of a busy week by the sounds of it. It sounds like, uh, as, as, uh, along with all the other challenges that we've been facing in lockdown, your your remit has has expanded and you're you, you, you're swamped at the minute to put it to put it in, in basic terms. Uh, yes, David, we we've been inundated with lots of requests coming in, and it isn't just because of uh, COVID nineteen. It's really down to the change uh, that customers are feeling uh, that they need to do in their in their organisations. Uh, so yes, it's been an extremely busy time for us. Uh, when when I look back, when I will look back in the future and look at COVID nineteen, I will think about it in a in a way that uh, summarizes for me a thirteen to fourteen hour day shifts uh, and uh, and watching people uh, 
outside through my window, running around doing all sorts of leisurely activities and me being uh, on these long uh, telephone conversations, etc. So this is going to be, I think that's how I'm going to remember it. <laughs> well, um, I suppose there is the, 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 the kind of the, the positive spin that, that there's a lot of work around and a lot of uh, interest, at least in the product. And, and look, before we dive into kind of any detail around some of the topics we, we kind of had, had thought about discussing, it would be really good to, to just ha- have you describe exactly what IPsoft do in case anyone's not familiar with the business. So IPsoft in simplicity, we do lots of things, but I think, I think the topical uh, point of today and particularly for this conversation is the use and, and using Amelia. Amelia, so for all intents and purposes, we have multiple solutions. So we have Amelia and OneDesk. And for today, I'll focus on what we would really call uh, Amelia artificial intelligence, which is really artificial intelligence. It's uh, a, a, um, an avatar-based service allowing you to uh, put your customer care uh, onto the platform uh, ensuring that your customers are getting an avatar when they're engaging, uh, when they're calling in and talking about all sorts of issues, whether it be password resets or whether it be about lost orders or whether it be about deliveries that uh, were made late or where are we in the system when, when a delivery is taking place or anything, uh, whether it be IT, whether it be HR related, whether it be finance related. Amelia is able to answer those questions in a very intelligent way. Um, and not just on topic of the, the conversation doesn't need to be on, uh, on, on those matters. You can also talk to Amelia about anything. Uh, and we've, we've also interfaced Amelia to Reddit, uh, which allows you to have 2.8 billion types of interactions, uh, as well. So you could ask Amelia, for example, uh, how do you make a Manhattan or uh, what, what, uh, where are you in Manhattan and uh, et cetera. So you can do lots and lots of things with, with Amelia uh, other than the, the work itself. But the, the, the thing with, with what's really moving uh, for us is the fact that Amelia uh, is being called upon to be able to help with customer care uh, in times of crisis or in times when the influx is so much that, the human operators cannot handle and also uh, giving the human operators the ability to then talk about the kind of things that are extremely complex uh which could which could which could be in the sense that i'm about to leave uh, your service and what are you going to do to help me stay so that gives the gives the organization that we're dealing with the ability to really ramp up uh when they need to uh when they need to sort of have their service uh uh, automated 100% or whether they need to be able to use it at a certain point. So you can have op- human operators operating side by side with the media. So there's so much to to talk about with the media that, uh, you know. That- just to jump in and, and, and ask, because I do think this is an interesting point. Why an avatar? Why not simply have a really good chatbot? I think the difference between chatbots is that majority of us don't like talking to a chatbot. When I see a chatbot myself, I go, oh no, I don't want to deal with a chatbot. And and I know uh, everybody says, you know, oh, I, I could probably do it, but it's, it's quite painful because with chatbots, you don't get that interaction, that human interaction that we're all craving for. So if you, if you think about it, if I, if I'm talking to you face to face, like, like we are, uh, we're able to have a better conversation and you can listen to 
kind of utterances, or you can listen to key aspects of what I'm saying in a, in a, in a way because you're, you're able to see me and you're able to sort of engage with me in a conversation, in a real life conversation. So that feeling is what we want to do when we're engaging an organization. And with many organizations right now, uh, th there are so many people they can possibly employ uh, for the service that they want to provide at, at a higher level. So that ability to have that emotional connection and uh, the EQ aspects of it is really important. It isn't just about IQ, it's about EQ as well. And it's that comfort factor that we're, that we're, that we're able to have uh, when we're having that conversation with an avatar uh, in the way we do it. So I'd imagine that it's basically been a case that lots of organizations that wouldn't have necessarily previously have, have considered Amelia are now looking at the service or the platform as, as something that could really add value. Um, have you seen, have you seen customers from certain parts of the market overwhelmingly come? Is it, has it been organizations that maybe didn't have a huge amount of tech capability or is it all sorts of organizations who are beginning to embrace this change? I just, I just wondered if you're seeing kind of yeah. the industry move at different paces in different areas. David, yeah, good, good question. And again, I wish I could say it's one particular area or one particular industry. It's right the way across from, from energy, from insurance to from banking. Uh, in fact, retail, every aspect of, uh, of a customer facing organization where, where you have a customer facing organization. And even when you're dealing with suppliers, um, the, the kinds of people that we've, the kind of organizations we've got coming to us and people who are in those organizations are from all different fields. And that is, the, that's the, the change that I'm excited about because if it was just one area or two areas, it's not really, in my opinion, a change. But when it's every single type of industry coming towards you, companies that are large, small, mid-sized, uh, or based abroad in, in locations where you would never think uh, that they would need uh, a customer care type solution uh, that that is quite interesting and that's probably why as i said at the beginning of the of the call 13 to 14 hour day shifts are, are, are becoming quite normal for us because of the fact that there are so many different types of organizations calling us and the challenge for us is that how do you start to address some of those kind of uh, nuances in the, in their marketplace uh, so it's looking at it's not just applying uh, the same solution in in every single place. It's it's a question of understanding what is it about insurance that's going to be different about the energy sector or uh, or, or a gas company uh, using this solution. What's the what the, what are those nuances going to be? And the great thing with Amelia is that because it's AI, it's self learning. It's true self learning. There is no real script that we start off with. It is. It learns itself and it learns itself very quickly. So it is not a question of weeks and months. It's a question of days. Uh, and, 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 uh, I'd say at most 13 to 14 days, et cetera. And it learns. And what it will do is adapt to the newer needs as, as those, uh, as they come through. Um, so for example, if we deploy something in the energy sector and the market changes and the market sort of changes in the sense that, there is no VAT uh, on a particular line item. Uh, Amelia will pick that up and include it as part of the script uh, it, that it creates itself. 
So that's the great thing about why uh, Amelia being, in this case, flexible enough to adapt to the customer needs of today and the future without having to sort of do this mass coding uh, that is currently required uh, from chatbots and, and other devices that are similar to Amelia. Out of interest then, because you mentioned Reddit, um, there was a famous example a few years ago of a, of a um, piece of machine learning that was let loose on Reddit and very quickly went a little bit off the rails, started spouting all sorts of stuff that it shouldn't do. How do you both sanitize Amelia and make sure that she remains the products that you want her to be and yet at the same time make sure that bias doesn't come into it because you're being overly prescriptive absolutely it's, it's a good question again i used to work for that uh, company <laughs> 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 i'm kind of glad you brought that up because uh, i do remember what happened internally at the time when when that was uh, let loose etc so the the difference between um what what we have in amelia and let's just say other devices, and there are other devices out there, of course, uh, and some uh, large uh, large organizations as well who are in this field. The difference between us, I suppose, and everybody else is the fact that we have an ability to have, uh, we can regulate Amelia. So it, it is self-learning, but it has a supervisory uh, element to it. So for example, if Amelia learns something, it will check with a supervisor and say, a human operator, or let's call it a supervisor, is this okay? Should I should I offer this service as free, or should I? Uh, I, I uh, it will come back and say, well, I could have it this way if you want me to, uh, if you want me to answer it in this particular manner. So there are controls uh, in in Amelia that uh, obviously we built in because of that kind of situation uh, erupting. So, so far, we haven't had a crisis at all. We've, we've unleashed uh, Amelia to a couple of our, uh, as in, in in the full version of, of using Reddit, uh, to a couple of our customers, and we haven't seen anything adverse. But do remember that we are engaging Amelia in an enterprise scenario. So we're not engaging Amelia uh, at this moment in time to the greater public. So there's probably less chance of, of that activity, what you've described earlier, yeah. uh, for it happening uh, to us in that scenario. It is an enterprise solution uh, for mid, large, small organizations. Now, what I, find, what I find quite interesting about the way you're talking, when we're talking about automated tools, uh, the overwhelming narrative in the press is that automation is being looked at because it protects the bottom line, it protects businesses, it's a way of cutting costs perhaps, it's a way of um, becoming more efficient as a business. But you were talking in, in, a, in, a, in a very positive way that it frees up human operators to talk about you know, someone is, is wanting to leave a particular service, how can we persuade them to stay and be able to spend more time um, on, on those scenarios? Honestly, how do you think most organizations are looking at using this? Do you, do you think the predominant kind of trend is let's look at efficiency or do you think that people are, are trying to use it in a way that makes an organization more flexible to its customers' needs and augments? So there's many ways we can discuss that that scenario. So if you think about um, most organizations – uh, that are out there, including even uh, even nonprofit organisations. It is about efficiency. It is about ensuring that the the shareholder for those that are in the market uh, has the best value on, on best value return on their investment. 
So you're always going to be looking at efficiencies to see how efficient we can be, right? But to us, it's not just about efficiency. To us in, in IPsoft and using Amelia, it's about the user experience. Can Will the user be able to interact um, with, with this uh, particular device in a way that's efficient, fast, quick, uh, and gets the result that they're looking for from a customer perspective? And what the organization that's deployed it achieving from it as well and allowing really the, the the human capital let's call it that because there is a there is a price on human capital that human capital being deployed in places where they're not sitting there and, and engaging on laborious tasks as let's just say as an example of password reset or uh, whether it be can you change my uh, address details because I can't be bothered to go on to Onto online or I've lost my username password, um, please help. Those are activities that I think I think should be automated because really in reality, um, you, if you can imagine a thousand of those requests coming in uh, you know, per month and the, the same human person is sitting there or two or three people answering that, that really doesn't, uh, that doesn't really, that doesn't really provide value for them as well as anyone else. So it's, it's a question of then saying, what, what are the things that we would like our human capital to do? And there are so many other things that we can deploy uh, in other places in the organization for growth purposes or for better experience for the customer. So look, look at looking ahead, obviously COVID is, is a situation that has been forced on organizations. Amelia is just one particular tool that <clears throat> maybe an organization will be looking at now thinking that it can help their business. But what do you think, just talking very broadly, what do you think the long-term impact is going to be uh, on organizations, on teams of what we're going through at the moment? I mean, there's a lot, I know it's difficult to kind of pin it down and future gazing is, is a tricky thing, but, you know, if, if you've seen two or three trends that you think, you know what, this is this is where I think the market is heading, what do you think those might be? I think, again, it's, it's very difficult to sort of predict the future for, for anyone unless you're, you know, an analyst, et cetera. Um, but I think from a layman's perspective in terms of what I'm seeing as, as the type of change, I think prior to COVID-19, there were, there were the speed of transformation was a lot slower. Um, so what organizations were achieving um, back then, and I say back then like it was years ago, but it wasn't. It was only six months ago. Hmm. Um, six months ago was what they were achieving then, with may maybe over, over a project of three years. It, it, they're achieving that in months now. It's the speed of transformation has actually has gone faster uh, in the last couple of months than slower. And that's because there's a need of driving change through, which is aligned to the needs of of the customer, let's call it that, right? Because ultimately, it's about ensuring that the customer has an uninterrupted uh, service that they're looking for. Whether, again, as I said before, uh, whether postal service, a gas service, or whatever service, it doesn't make a difference. It's a it's a service that they're looking to ensure, and that change as to, uh, that change of providing that service at a much higher level has actually speeded up. Meaning, people are working. Uh, a lot more closely together, I mean, the business in IT, and that closeness has actually pushed change much faster, much quicker than we, we or, or I had ever imagined in, in, in the years I've been in the industry. So I think that change 
is going to continue because we have now worked out as as organizations that we can work in this particular way. We can work remotely and we can achieve so much more. And I wonder what we, when we go back into our offices, which we inevitably will do, I wonder what more we could achieve in the collaboration that I've seen between uh, various aspects of uh, businesses working together to resolve issues. And it's been an interesting time uh, observing uh, human behavior because we are much we are much more aligned uh, than we were before COVID nineteen. So it's, it is it is an interesting time, and I think that change, that pace of change, is going to get faster and faster as we collaborate much better than we had before uh, before COVID nineteen. That, that's just what I'm seeing as a trend. Um, there, there could be other people with different experiences, but that's that's what I've noticed in the last uh, couple of months. That organisations where projects were stuck are moving much faster, much quicker. The change is coming much faster because the need uh, is getting greater to, to be able to deliver a, a, a unique customer experience uh, for, for organizations. Well, I really appreciate you spending some time to kind of share some of that insight and to talk a little bit about IPSoft and Amelia. Uh, it is greatly appreciated. I will uh, I'll let you get back to working away on those long hours and staring longingly at, at what people are doing outside. But it is nearly the weekend, so, you know, there, yes, there, there is absolutely. that silver lining. Looking forward <laughs> to that. Thank you for your time on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you, David. To me, Amelia sounds a bit like a office version of Alexa. Mm. Yeah. But with more automation. It's more plugged into your systems. Yeah kind of makes me go what's the role of the like this is this is the next step of virtual assistant right mm. so this is this is going to be that automated um perhaps silver bullet for um oh dear my my amazon alexa by the way has just woken up because of that uh but it's going to be that silver bullet perhaps for personal assistants for executive assistants because you're definitely moving towards that uh, situation where a lot of those administrative tasks can be automated yeah. and you're talking you're, you're you're doing it in a conversational style yeah 100 percent. and i think it is probably not to knock alexa but you know it, it's that more kind of intellectual you know let's let's use this for a, a business revenue generating piece of technology rather than a alexa play me you know my Spotify playlist or what's the weather or, you know, put an alarm on for 10 minutes because I need to get the, something out of the oven, something like that. Do you know what I mean? Which is what I probably do it more than, more than anything. <laughs> I, I, I ask oven timers yeah. and to play either radio five live sports extra yeah. or magic FM. Yeah. Decent. Yeah. Well, there you go then. <laughs> and I, think, <laughs> I think, I think Amelia will probably, probably be that. Well, a few steps above in terms of, you know, cutting up these, tasks where you can not offload but you know you can use ai to to help businesses do it um in a possibly quick quicker manner as well I, I'm, I'm assuming um you know with with kind of technology i'm assuming it'll be very much instant it'll be very much at your fingertips at any given time right um mm. where what we're seeing now with reorgs and organizational changes and redundancies and certain uh, roles being put at risk, I think this could be the next, you know, kind of organizations could lean to more of this model by using AI um, than, you know, kind of bringing in staff or people. 
Yeah, and it's this process automation and I suppose a clever, user-friendly, uh, accessible version of, 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 of process automation that mm. at the beginning of lockdown when we were talking about reports from kind of ey saying you know 50 odd percent of companies were going to be looking at automation etc etc this is this is really exactly what we were talking about back then yeah exactly but also i think companies i don't know about you but i think companies would have to be very very brave to use this right like i I imagine imagine a ceo or a founder or, or someone that has to let go of a few people unfortunately because of you know the, the kind of environment and the market we're in and then suddenly have to invest into artificial intelligence and technology and then not knowing how or what the, the kind of return on investment would be not knowing you know kind of what or how that may kind of you know go down i think faisal mentions that this can be used alongside humans and Kind of yeah, so you can dial it up or down. Yeah. You can dial it up or down. So you could you could have quite a soft launch. Yeah. See, I think it's quite low risk because it, you, you can have a soft launch and then if it works, you can dial it up. And it's not like you're having to suddenly uh, increase the number of resources you've got in your organization. It's literally turning a switch up, more or less. Yeah. Yeah, no, true, true. I, I, I think it's very, um, yeah, I, th- I just think it's, it's uh, maybe I'm that kind of person who's a bit, you know, we, we've had this conversation before where I still don't have, uh, you know, certain kind of bits of technology. I'm still a bit old school in my kind of banking and, and cards and payments and all that sort of thing. I just think maybe that's just me. I just think. Oh, but you, you've you've got yourself you've got yourself a Revolut account. You've got a TV you can speak to. Things yeah. are changing, mate. Things are changing slowly, mate. Slowly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm very like, oh, let's see. Maybe it's just something new. And six, seven months down the line, I'm you know i'll be having amelia over here helping me you know or helping us record this uh record this podcast who knows <laughs> it's an interesting point about it's not just iq it's eq and that comfort factor because i i don't know i i guess i don't know whether i need to see something i i, I totally get where faisal's coming from mm. but i can't see alexa I can hear Alexa and I can ask Alexa questions and Alexa comes back to me in a voice that's, you know, vaguely human. Mm. And that's probably enough for me to feel like, mm. you know, that it's quite user-friendly and it, it feels... But I, d- I don't know whether or not I'd want something that felt too close to being real. That might freak me out a little bit. I like the fact that, that I know that I'm definitely talking to a computer. Yeah. And, and I think... I think also the thing with Alexa is you you know it's technology, so it almost is a bit technology as well, you know. And certain things where you might say they might not pick it up, but if it's if it's like Amelia, where it's very human, it has you know those kind of uh, nuances where it, it says certain things and, and it will be able to pick up certain you know kind of phrases or, or tones. You would then almost feel I would feel a bit weird like just talking to knowing that it's a piece of technology it's not a real person but still being very real life like does that mm-hmm. make sense? I, I don't know I, I i'm the same as you i'd i'd much rather have that kind of alexa feel over you know a, a kind of rogue you know that that kind of ai amelia kind of look um but that again it might change it's like you know i don't know if you've ever been to singapore but they've got <clears throat> Um, rather than 
your normal check-in desk. This is the only time I've ever seen it. They've got like these avatar things that check in for you and you just kind of click what language and it, it it's so real. It's like unbelievable. Like when you when you scan your passport in, it says, Oh, you're from United Kingdom. How was the weather in London when you left? It's like shit, bloody hell. Like you, you almost feel a bit freaked out, but I don't know. It's just um just one of those things really that you, you kind of got to get used to it and then and with times, I guess. But it's I mean the product looks amazing. They're obviously working with a lot of big companies. Um so yeah, hats off to Pfizer and obviously you know, lockdown and, and COVID and all these sorts of things have, has helped the organisation to to bring in a lot more revenue and, and customers, I guess. Well, like, like you said, you know, prior to COVID, the, the speed of transformation was slow mm. uh, and customers are looking for an uninterrupted service. Mm. And I suppose this, Amelia, speaks directly to that. If you're looking yeah. for an assistant that can answer your questions and, and kind of works inside all of your organization's processes Mm -hmm. not having to worry about whether someone's online or can you get to them on the phone or they're speaking to someone else Mm. i think there's that 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 i've not seen it but the film her yeah where um whacking phoenix falls for scarlett johansson's disembodied voice but at the end of the film realizes that you know he's had this very personal connection with 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 the ai Mm. but then realizes of course that she is talking to millions of other people at exactly the same time yeah 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 no 100 percent. also <laughs> has come to my mind uh very kind of autocratic management you know who don't like uh who, who like to just run things how they want and don't like much you know kind of coming back at them they might love familia because they could almost program the ai tools just to do what exactly what they want right so it could be, I don't know, maybe Donald Trump or someone like that's got load of uh, load of artificial intelligence knocking around in the White House. But I don't know. It's just it, you you could almost tailor it to exactly what you want it to be, um, which would help certain individuals uh, in the industry. Maybe you can program it to be like Donald Trump and then just be really mean to it. Anyway. <laughs> We'll go to our break. Faisal, thank you for being our guest on today's show. We're going to come back with a bit of technology news, uh, asking whether or not COVID will make countries adopt digital currencies. So welcome back to the show. Will COVID make countries adopt, uh, sorry, drop cash and adopt digital currencies? Coronavirus has accelerated the shift away from banknotes. Central banks must act fast to catch up. This is an interesting article. It's in The Guardian. We'll share it in the show notes. Akish, it's kind of slightly in homage to the fact that you went to the Lake District and discovered that not everyone takes card necessarily mm. still away mm. from the centre of, of the of the universe here in London, eh? Um yeah uh but i did find there was some interest there's some interesting parts of this article i I mean to be fair it's it's all interesting but technology experts warn that for all of the promise of new cryptographic systems on which many of the new ideas are based a new system would take five to ten years to harden and what country would want to be that financial guinea pig i think that's fascinating Mm. um 
because that it is a big change for everything else. I mean, we talk about this. There's stuff like negative interest rates and everything else. There's the role of the central bank in that article. Have a read. But which country is going to go, you know what? We want to be the guinea pig. Because mm. I suppose the risk is huge, but the rewards potentially are even greater. Mm. True. And, and also, which I'm, I'm not sure which markets. I mean, would it be someone from Southeast Asia? Would it be a you know, kind of African country that could say, right, you know, let's, we, we, we'll, we'll put our hands up, we'll do this and, you know, kind of see what happens. But yeah, I don't know that the whole contactless side of things is, is while it's good and it's obviously helping uh, or what we assume would help kind of lower the rate of, of transmission and, and, you know, these sorts of things. Um, there's also a lot of, a, a lot of organizations with some dodgy kit. I mean, I've, I don't know if you've seen it and, there's these iZettle machines and these sorts of things, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that have been knocking around and everyone seems to have got them. You pair them up with your phone and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I, from what I've heard and what I've seen with people using it, it's just, you know, the, the, the experience of it and, and just the, the connectivity and stuff needs to improve. And I don't know if it's because a load of people have suddenly bought it all the way from, you know, your kind of normal people that would accept cash, like, you know, barbers and, and these sorts of places all the way up until my local cricket club you know we now uh we're used to have to pay kind of match fees and stuff at the end of the game in cash everything's now done via card and you know i'm not sure if it's kind of anyone and everyone having to to use and, and go down the, the contact with well, the, the the problem that a lot of people have with a cashless society is that you know cash can be exchanged anonymously mm. and actually that's very beneficial for people at various different levels of an economy. So China have a digital currency, okay, that offers a third vision of this. So a G30 report describes what what they're doing, which is to involve replacing a mostly paper currency, but not replacing the banks. So in other words, consumers still hold a bank account, which in turn would hold accounts with the central bank. So when consumers want cash, instead of getting paper currency, which apparently is rapidly becoming passe in China anyway, they would receive tokens in their digital wallet at the central bank. So like cash, the central bank digital currency would pay zero interest and give uh, giving interest-bearing bank accounts a competitive edge still. So of course, the government can change its mind later and start offering interest. Banks may lose their edge if the general lever of interest rates collapses, but the framework does take uh, you know, the framework deals with the an- an- anonymity, I can't say that word today, anonymity <laughs> of paper currency. Um, uh, and yeah, uh, kind of, it, it's been widely discussed. I think even the European Central Bank, according to this article, have discussed ideas for introducing anonymous low pay, low value payments as well. So there's some interesting, I think that idea kind of, uh, kind of putting digital coinage yeah. in your wallet that, has zero interest and is anonymous effectively. Mm-hmm. Although I suppose it can't be totally anonymous because there will be a digital record somewhere, but yeah. at least there, at least there's zero interest on it. Yeah. Yeah. No, very true. But also I, I, I'm not to know. I'm just thinking about the softer side of things with, you know, your birthday comes up, older, you know, kind of family members, that sort of thing, you know, you get cash and I, I, I don't know, just the, the softer things. What does that happen? Oh, you know, an older uncle or aunt says, I've put two coins in your online wallet or something. Happy birthday. Like, you know, is, is, is that what is that what's happening or where we're going? I think we've got a long way to go in the UK. Um, we need to sort out the Lake District first, to be fair, because they're all taking cash up there. Um, <laughs> Dirty cash. 
don't mean to dob anyone in there in case in case some authority is missing and suddenly goes to cause a little problem or something like that. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I, I think I think it's definitely the way forward. I think everything's going that way, right? We were talking a few weeks ago about smart cities, transport, you know, currency. Everything is going down that kind of online um, contactless route. Um, it's only a matter of time, but it would be good to see a country actually champion this and then see what happens. I think that would yeah. be, I think be great. Fascinating article. We'll include it in the show notes. Uh, apart from that, though, we'll leave you to your weekends. If the weather is true, obviously we said we're recording on Thursday. If the weather's true, you're now sweltering, maybe, if you're listening on Friday anyway. You're sweltering in 36-degree heat if you're in London. Uh, so enjoy that. Uh, everyone else, have a lovely weekend. And, uh, Keish, thanks for your time.